1: All right, welcome into the Lake Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Full show tonight and every night until the twins return. You're on the good neighbor, 6 until 9. Christopher Tubbs producing. Happy to have you guys along for the ride. A couple of guests tonight here on the show, one this hour, one at the top of the next hour, which we will get into here in a little bit. Um We will have, uh, you know, several things to dive into in the world of sports, other topics outside of the world of sports. And the opening segment here and this opening uh, topic is just the way that I feel today. And it revolves around being transparent about what's happening over in Israel. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in our daily lives in which we think about work, we think about our families, we do this, we do that, we're running errands, we're doing chores, all this stuff, right? Because we're going a million miles a minute. And we, at times, I think kind of suppress what's going on. In terms of how we actually feel. We tend to mask a lot of feelings. I got to be honest with you. The last couple of days, whether it's watching um, news stories, seeing images, disturbing videos on social media. It's an absolute bummer what's going on in the world. And this is not anything that's necessarily new because we've been dealing with the Ukraine situation for, what, the last year and a half, for a while. But I got to tell you, last night, as I saw some videos of a woman that was grieving a baby, a toddler, that's laying on a gurney, bleeding, dying. I just, how can you not be impacted by that? Have I ever been to Israel? No. Do I have to, to have a heart? To not want the violence that's taking place to happen? I I just, you know, I'll never... I know that war, um, and and I'm not somebody that ever, you know, is advocating for for wars to happen. Um, I understand the dynamics of all the stuff that happens politically that goes into, um, you know, specific wars and fights and battles, and a lot of it revolves around money. But I don't think that anybody can look at this and turn a blind eye to what we're seeing happening and not be heartbroken for the people that are affected by this. The innocent women and children that are being killed. Americans over there being killed. We just heard at the top of the hour update, Laura Oaks mentioned that a woman by the name of Cindy Flash, St. Paul woman, and her husband killed. That makes me feel a certain way and not any good. It um. I think the thing that really, really put it over the top for me was the announcement from the military over in Israel that, that said that uh, folks have 24 hours to evacuate? Right, what? 24 hours to move for for over a million people to get out? What? It's stuff like that that just man. If that doesn't disturb you and make your bl- your blood boil. What will? And and look, I don't have answers. <laughs> All right, Let, let's be clear here. If you want to say, "Well, okay, you're ranting," yeah, okay, that's fine. But this is just—I I, got to tell you—it just puts me in a bad place. You know, it, it's one thing to be a little bit down because the Vikings are are losing, and they're not going anywhere. You might feel down that the Twins, it was a fun week and a half, and then ultimately our season's over. We'll see what happens with the Wild. Nice start last night. We'll see what happens with the Wolves in a couple of weeks. All of that is just, that's sports, man. That's entertainment. That's fun. This real-life stuff, these real images that we see, these real people being killed. It's is heartbreaking, and it's it's unacceptable. For, for, for the military to come on and say, you, you got 24-hour 20, – like, you know, I know that in my mind I'm living in a utopia mm-hmm. where I would like to see some sort of talks and negotiations and all this stuff, and that's not happening. But I'm just, I am just got to be honest. That's just where I'm
0: at. It's a very hard situation to, to kind of wrap your head around because – as, as you had said, Henry, you don't have to have a dog in the fight to feel sympathy for those people and and to feel, you know, fear for them. Because, yeah, we're down about sports. That's sports. What do they say? That's the toy box of the world. I, I mean, we get up the next day and our lives are not affected. I, I mean, in any major way. This is these are people fighting for their lives, literally fighting for their lives. And, you know, we've all got Jewish friends. We all know people that are Jewish, that this deeply affects them. And it doesn't, it it just, it makes me almost speechless when I hear my 13 year old come home earlier in the week and she's explaining everything, what they're learning in real time. And she's explaining it to me and i kind of appreciate that she's learning the, the they're not sugarcoating it like they're putting you know this is a terrorist action against israel and you see the pictures and it is just it is demoralizing to to think that that's how some people have to live
1: and to see specifically hospitals well, you have patients and people that can't go they can't move, they can't go anywhere. They're stuck. There's and and to think that those people are in that hospital or they're trapped and there's nowhere to go and they are looking and staring at certain death, that's 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 troubling. It's unimaginable. To, to see there's a gentleman, he's ninety five years old. Um His name is Ezra Yachin. This quote from him. Talking about the Palestinians. Quote. And it was all um, translated on video. Erase their families, their mothers, and their children. These animals can no longer live. Me personally. I know that. I'm going to leave this radio show after talking to Michael Rand about sports or talking to Steve Silton about some of the dynamics and issues of an attorney bolting away from a client in Mike Lindell. Talk about the Vikings. Talk about whatever. Mm -hmm. And I will be able to go home, sit down on the couch, snack, have a meal, and watch – Deion Sanders and his football team played later tonight, but there are people across this world in Israel, and let's not forget about the people in Ukraine that that have been brutalized as well by Russia. Got to be I got to be honest with you guys. Puts me in a bad place. Is it is it going to ruin my weekend? I'm not saying that I'm going to be a train wreck for the rest of 2023. I'm just saying. I'm thinking about those individuals that are negatively impacted and whose lives will be lost, will be lost, which is very unfortunate. Thanks for listening. Hope you stay with me for the entire three hours here on The Lake Show. As always, the phone number is 651 461 Nine two two six. Coming up next, try to lighten the mood just a little bit because one company has been in Minnesota for ten years now, and they are ready to celebrate. Who was that? I'll tell you who. We get to that next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Michael Rand Randball will be joining us next segment. Get his thoughts on the Vikings and where they're at. Also, his reaction to the uh, the Twins being done for their 2023 season. Good year, though. Be interested to see what their uh, odds are going to be after this postseason's over for uh, winning the World Series next year. That will be rather interesting. But there is a company that is celebrating 10 years of being in Minnesota. That company would be Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has been in the Twin Cities and St. Cloud for 10 years. And they have promotions that are going to run this coming Monday all the way through October the 26th Okay, at the locations in St. Cloud and the Twin Cities. So it sounds like Chick Fil A is going to be giving away some free food to mark their 10 years in Minnesota. So thoughts and prayers to everybody getting in line. Here is well the lines are already long. So what's the problem? So I, I got no. It's the, if the lines are going to be long anyway, and they're giving out free stuff, let's do it. Let's do it. Here's the lineup instructions on how you can get free stuff. Okay, I am throwing you guys the oop. Okay, this is what we used to call it in, in Kansas City years ago. You throw everybody the alley oop. You're, you're hooking everybody up. I'm giving you guys some information you can use. So Monday, participating restaurants are gonna give away chicken sandwiches. Who doesn't want a chicken sandwich? Now, to get one though, you know what you gotta have? You gotta have the app. All right? So, but just that's fine. I've got the app. And there's a limit to one. you gotta one. have the app. You gotta there's have a, the app. There's well, a catch. Well, hold on. The, the, there's only so many places that I have the app for. I don't have an app for Taco Bell. I don't have an app for. The only fast food chains that I have an app for is Chick-fil-A. And then I also have, well, yeah, I guess it's just it's fast food. It's Panera. Okay? Panera's a little bit different, though, Yeah,
0: right? I don't know that i consider Panera fast food, okay, but, but, okay. I, but I under, I understand why. Yes, yeah.
1: But that's it. Okay. I, I don't I don't have uh, an app for anybody else so I do have that one um, there's a limit of one per person now Tuesday free kids meals for children under 12 from five to seven uh, how old is your daughter she's older than 12 right
0: she's yeah she's 13 and oh, she's I 13. mean she looks like she's 15 at this point so we're we're long past even trying to fake it all right
1: Wednesday. How about this? Because I, you know, you got a little pudding on you, Tubbsy. You know, you. you, I mean, you should. I I need. I need. I need. I need your feedback on this. No, I mean, own it. Own it. Just go ahead and own it. Just. I want your feedback on this. Wednesday, if you place a mobile order, Mm -hmm. you get a chocolate fudge brownie for free.
0: Okay. Do I have to get out of my car to get it, or can they bring it to me if I can't actually open Uh, up my door? No.
1: If you're placing a mobile order, you can get a a chocolate fudge brownie and, and no, at no charge.
0: Okay. Cool. If I don't have to get out of my car too, because I don't like to exercise. All right, all right. So this Promising. one,
1: this one is tied into three thousand acts of kindness. Okay, free chicken sandwiches. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Free, free chicken sandwiches for guests who donate a new hat or mittens. You're not out on that. You say that, and you're joking uh, without me finishing. But you're you definitely be in on that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And, and no, I got I plenty would. of hats. I if would. you need
1: an extra hat, I can give you one of my hats. You'll give
0: me a hat so I can donate it for some free Chick-fil-A. Yes. Okay. Deal.
1: Deal. Oh, do- I don't think you know anybody that's got as many baseball caps as I do.
0: Oh no, no, no. I'm I'm sure I'm sure you probably have I mean you're like the with this ball head, yeah. Dude, yeah.
1: I got somebody I have never put on before. Uh f- next Friday, guess who placed an order using the mobile app? Um eight piece chicken nugget. By the way. I don't know about you and what you think about it, but of all the fast food chains, I think that Chick-fil-A has the best chicken nuggets or tenders.
0: Yeah. Yeah, remember when we had the wasn't it the 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 fried chicken wars of like 2022? Mm-hmm. Where like everybody Popeyes was getting, and, yep. Yeah, everybody was getting in on it. And I I will say that a a well-done chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A Will change your life. It, it absolutely will. If you ask it, if you ask them for it, well done. And this is something that I learned from my friends in Houston. You ask for it, well done. It is a life changer. But every time I go by Chick Fil A, there's always a line. For sure, like both of them. And I.
1: That's how popular it is. I,
0: I just don't know if I want to take a day off of work and burn a vacation day to wait in line for oh, not for not free food.
1: Stop it. It's not that long. Are you sure? Yeah, they well, do. A, they do a good job of they, getting they in did, and out. Yeah,
0: they, they do, but, man, it just takes it just takes a long time.
1: These are the things that I enjoy, though, and, and to, to kind of uh, look at the final week. These are the ones that I love. Participating in restaurants. So that so whenever you see that, that means not all of them, but it says participating in restaurants on October the 21st. They will donate a meal to a community member in need for every meal customers buy. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, the 24th, another one that I love. Restaurants will donate two meals to second harvest heartland love it for every customer who buys a chocolate chunk cookie. Have I ever had a chocolate chunk cookie from Chick-fil-A? No. October 24th though, I will just so those meals will go to second um, uh, donate uh, those two meals to second harvest heartland. And then the 25th, Free chicken biscuit with any order before 10.30. And then after that, on the 26th, the final day, a free five-piece chicken nugget entree while supplies last 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So I think that the biggest thing that I love about this isn't just us necessarily just celebrating that Chick-fil-A's been in Minnesota for 10 years because I remember going back to Chick-fil-A for the first time in the early 90s when I was in college in Atlanta, Georgia, right? The thing that I love—that's
0: where it started, right? Atlanta.
1: It's 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 in Georgia. Yep. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought. The,
1: the the thing that the thing that I love more than anything out of this is that they have three specific days that are designated to help out the community and yeah, those cool. in the community. Well, the three thousand yeah. acts of kindness, the second harvest hard land, and then the one that's helping out a community member in need of, an, of a meal.
0: You know, I was listening to to Jason to you know, before. And, you know, he's talking about, you know, being on the board at second harvest heartland and, you know, how he and Vanita are going to be, you know, doing some things. And, and, and you, you hear about these individuals that are dealing with food insecurity and it it just, it really does put it in perspective that if there's a company that's, you know, for all of the grief that some of these restaurants and, and these companies take and rightfully so to be able to do that three days and say, hey, we're going to pay it forward to people in the community that need it, I think that's a way for you know you to get your food. But, yeah, to, to be able to make that gesture, I'm willing to wait in line to do something like that if it helps hook somebody else up more than me.
1: Yep. All one four six one nine is the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Uh, coming up next, we'll take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather, and then we'll talk to Michael Rand, Randball from the – Uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune, he joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. Time to check in again with our friend of the show, Michael Rand from the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Let's talk some Twins. Let's talk some Vikings with Michael Rand. Randball, how you been, my friend?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Let's start with the Twins. Um, it was, I thought it was a really good season. I predicted before the season that they would win the division and go into the postseason. And I thought that they would win a series. Um, they were able to do that in the wild card round, not able to do it against the Houston Nationals, who I believe is the best team in the American League. But just your overall thought on the twins this season, because the first half of this of the season. Um, was just so inconsistent. It was a little bit brutal, it was a little bit rough just to see how they kind of flailed into the all star break. But then in yeah. the second half of the season they were awesome. Just your thoughts on the season from start to finish.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think my expectations were a little bit diminished going in just because of the way last year ended. I wanted to see them prove it. Like it felt all year long, like once you saw all these teams in the central, like they were the best team. So it was a little disappointing early. You know, they were like under five hundred trailing Cleveland at the all star break, you're like, what's going on? But then it then it clicked. You started to see the vision. So I felt like this was an appropriate level of an accomplishment. And, you know, I was pretty I was I felt pretty good about their chances of breaking that eighteen game streak because you looked at it and you're like, well they're gonna be the division winner. They're gonna have home games in the wild card round. They're not gonna be playing a great team. They'll be playing the last wild card team. Like this is this is set up pretty well for them to have some taste of success. So yeah, I, I don't think this was terribly unexpected but I do think it is a it's it's an accomplishment that they hadn't done for a long time. Well, I think that
1: and I don't know if if you would agree with my assessment of this or not. Um but you know, Mike, I, I look at what Thad Levine and Derek Falvey have done here in their time in Minnesota, yeah. and I think that they're the best front office that we have currently. I Look, I, I give a lot of props to Bill Guerin. I like him uh, with the Minnesota Wild, uh, but the Wild have not been able to do anything advancing or, or winning a, a, a playoff uh, around here lately. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, last year, Kwasi, uh Kevin O'Connell, Okay, they they got to the postseason. They won the division. Uh, did nothing with the home field advantage that they had, and then beyond that, um, the jury is clearly going to still be out. Um, with the Minnesota Timberwolves and Tim Connolly, but just your, your thoughts on 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 Falvey and Levine because I I do feel like they get a little bit slighted, and the way that they constructed this ball club th- this year, I think was an absolute thumbs up.
2: I think so too. I think they did a great job. This might have been their best job, you know, just. I think what really doomed them last year was a lack of quality depth, and maybe that was part of the problem in 21, too. You had any any kind of injury, and the dropout was significant. This year they had a lot of quality veterans, guys like Michael A. Taylor, who kind of flew under the radar. But imagine their season without him, like someone who can come in and kind of be like Byron Buxton Light, hit some home runs, play great center field defense, like those kind of moves. In addition to the pitching moves they made, you know, look at look at their starting rotation. Like Their whole rotation this year was made up of guys that they acquired in trades over the last three, four years. Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Kenton Maida. Those were all trades in the last four years. So they definitely put together a really good club. Um, I still put Garin ahead of those guys just because I think he's done a better job overall of doing something with what he was given. The fact that they've been able to go to the playoffs, given the financial situation and given everything he inherited and what he had to do to reshape the culture of that team to get rid of uh, Parisi and Suter and kind of change that locker room and still be competitive. I think they're number one. And I think the jury's a little bit out. I I think I want to see the Twins do it again now because I think they're going to have some real challenges in 24. I like their core. They're going to have probably a lesser payroll. I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign Sunday Gray. So I think they have some challenges going forward, and that's going to be maybe where I'll be even more impressed if if, if they're able to navigate those two.
1: Talking to Michael Rand, digital sports senior writer for the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune, and also podcast host for the Daily Delivery here on the Lake Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. So, all in all, what type of grade would you give the Twins for this season?
2: I'd give them like an A minus. I think, like you know, it's it, you know, you came up short of a a World Series. I think there was a little bit of an opportunity missed against Houston, even though Houston was the better team, and you came home. 1-1 I think it's a little bit of a disappointment once you got to that point that you couldn't at least get it to a game 5 and give Pablo Lopez one more chance just to, that they couldn't hit a little bit better that they underachieved at the start of the season I think that kind of that kind of sets them back but you know listen they they did something they haven't done in almost 20 years they won a playoff game they won a playoff series for the first time in more than 20 years you got to give them it was it was a lot of fun, especially those last two and a half months. You gotta give them credit for that. So I'd say a minus.
1: All right, let's uh, turn our attention now to the Minnesota Vikings. The one in four Minnesota Vikings, um, a team that is absolutely struggling. I don't care that yeah. they beat the Carolina Panthers. That was ugly yeah. to watch. Um now yeah. they go on the road, they face the Chicago Bears. Yeah. And I, I quite honestly I, I think that the Bears have played better than the Vikings, to be honest with you. And the reason why I say that is because I know that the Bears haven't been very good this year. Yeah. But I know that there's there's been a lot of looking at Justin Fields and wanting to put a lot of the blame on him. I think it's it's way beyond Justin Fields. I, I if you individually look at these games, Justin Fields hasn't been as horrible as people would like to say that he is, and clearly, no. you know, quite frankly, he played he's played pretty well here the last couple of weeks. But just your thoughts on this matchup because I know that the Vikings are <laughs> they're favored to win this game, but we know how things have always went when we go to a Soldier Field.
2: Yeah, I don't think this is a slam dunk by any stretch. The Vikings haven't shown me that any game this year is a game that I'm going to put in the automatic win column. I mean, maybe we felt that the way at the start of the year where you looked at the schedule and you're like, okay, they're going to beat this team. They're going to beat that team. Uh, I don't feel like that about them anymore, especially without Justin Jefferson in the lineup, especially without, um, you know, especially without them proving that they can play any kind of consistent game this season. they just, they just haven't done that this year. They've turned the ball over way too much. Their offense hasn't been good enough anyway. Uh, I just, I just don't think they are that team right now. So, Yeah, I think the Bears could absolutely win this game. Um, Justin Fields has thrown four touchdowns each of the last two weeks. He's got that connection with DJ Moore right now. The Bears' defense is really bad, so I think there's that element of it that we can't forget. Like, the Vikings should be able to move the ball. If the Vikings can stop defeating themselves, they probably should win this game, but they haven't shown at all this year that they can do that. So, you know what, honestly, at this point, like, this is is kind of one of those make-or-break games where it's like if they lose this game, it's like the full-on – like the tank is on because they're they're not going to be anything better than two and six by the trade deadline, and I got to imagine they're going to start unloading guys like Daniel Hunter, perhaps guys like that. So, you know, Jess Jeff Jefferson's out for four games. Like this is the kind of thing where if they don't win this game, you're all of a sudden talking about okay, this this whole season is kind of kind of kind of down down to uh, hey, play for 2024. If they win this game, I still think that they have something left and something to try to play for and build on because the schedule does get soft. Um, going beyond this,
1: well, I, I think that we have um, some other fears right now yeah. with the Minnesota Vikings, and to me, the number one fear with the Vikings is that there could be an issue. Um, and I don't think that he's 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 trying to get out of here, but the whole Justin Jefferson thing, I it's think, is, is 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 should be concerning to Vikings fans yeah. because we know that with star wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. they tend to, when they get frustrated, it can be a little bit of a headache. And I'm not saying sitting here saying that Justin Jefferson is going to be a headache, but my point is this. They should have paid him the money that's owed him here yeah. in this offseason. Now yeah. that we're into this season, and now yeah. that he's going to be out for a month, he's got a lot yeah. of spare time on his hands. He can sit there and his people and his camp can talk about coulda, woulda, should shouldas and yeah. have issues with the Vikings. Just your thoughts on how this has kind of uh, how how this is playing out for the Vikings, because I got to be honest with you. I think that Quasis has totally screwed this up.
2: I think so too. And I, you know, and I don't know what Jefferson's camp wanted, So I don't know where to place all the blame, but it, it felt like a bad vibe going into the season when he wasn't signed. Like you kept hearing all this, like deal's going to get done. Deal's going to get done. We're almost there. And then it wasn't, that felt just like a bad vibe at the start of the year. So it's it's kind of been like that ever since too, right? Not like he hasn't been playing well, but something's just kinda of felt off. They haven't felt like the same same team as they were a year ago. You got Justin Jefferson playing for his contract. Cousins is a free agent. Deniel Hunter's a free agent. Like those are your three best players. All three of them. Not saying they're playing for themselves, but at this point, like none of them are on long term deals, and they've got to be thinking what's what's the future here. So I think it set them up for a bad a bad deal. And I'm I'm curious. I'm kind of wondering like what's what's each side's motivation now in in Jefferson coming back. Like is Jefferson doesn't gotta, doesn't want to hurry back, he's not going to come back quickly and say hey. You know, I don't have a contract yet, so I'm gonna come back and maybe re aggravate this thing. I don't think he's gonna say that. The Vikings, unless they win a bunch of these games with him out, aren't gonna be incentivized to want him to come back quickly because they're gonna be wanting to lose games probably at some point if they're gonna have the ability to draft their quarterback of the future. So I think they're in a bad spot right now. I don't think this. I don't think this has been a good year for Quasey. I don't think his draft is very good aside from Jordan Addison. I don't think any of his draft picks have been all that good as from Jordan Addison. And I don't think the I don't think any and much of his other uh, his other stuff has gone all that well either lately.
1: I'm I'm totally with you. There, there's no incentive when he comes back to just jump right back into the fray, uh, if he's not hundred percent. And yeah. at the end of the year, you still gotta pay the man.
2: I mean, just yeah. I mean,
1: what are we it's doing?
2: Not any, it's not gonna get any cheaper. Like, why <laughs> didn't you just pay him? What was the hold up? Like it just it set a bad tone. It was like you kept hearing, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Might be as soon as, you know, this day, that day. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, they're in this till the end of the year. It's like, well, why? What's the point? He's, what else is Justin Jefferson going to do that's going to make you say he should be paid more or less? Like He's already yep. the best receiver in the NFL, probably the second or third best player in the NFL. I don't get it. I didn't get it at the time, and I certainly don't get it now because now you're in a weird spot where there's no hurry.
1: Yep. All right, last thing for you, and then we'll let you go. Number one most disappointing thing so far uh, to start this uh, Minnesota Vikings season.
2: I mean, the turnovers are huge. Just the fact that they haven't been able to average more than 22 points a game on offense. I know the turnovers are a big part of it. Hey, listen, I, I noticed that someone sent me this the other day, and I, I, I put this in, the, in a blog today, just a little snippet of it. But, like, Pro Football Focus is saying the Vikings have a pretty good offensive line, like top two, top three in the league. ESPN is saying the same thing, like – What's going on with the offense? If we can't blame the offensive line, if those metrics are right, Justin Jefferson's been healthy most of this year. Kirk Cousins has been healthy. Everybody pretty much has been healthy. What's the problem? So I think the, I think the offense, all the turnovers, and the inability to move the ball consistently, those have been the most disappointing things to me.
1: I think that the most disappointing thing outside of what you just mentioned, the turnovers – um, I'm disappointed in TJ Hawkinson, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if him getting the money now, if he has mailed it in or he just doesn't care as much. But he doesn't look the same. Like TJ yeah. Hawkinson, what we saw last year and what we even saw before in Detroit, that ain't the same guy on Sundays right now. So he's got to get back to to getting re-energized and focused with the Vikings.
2: Maybe he's not over that ear infection he had in camp.
1: <laughs> it's the ear infection.
2: It's probably the year infections, but. oh
1: my goodness, hey Randball man, I appreciate you joining me here on this Friday evening. you bet take care It's like, all right, take care. that's Michael Rand Randball. check out his fine stuff here on the Minneapolis Star Tribune and the podcast that he does called daily delivery uh we'll take a break, we'll come back. we'll wrap up hour one, and we'll do that next. I said it at the time, and I'll say it again. The Minnesota Vikings screwed up going into the season without giving. Justin Jefferson. New money. He's going to set the market. Get it over with. You gave TJ Hawkinson new money over Justin Jefferson, and I know that technically their contracts aren't, you know, like situated the same. I don't care. I don't. And TJ Hawkinson and Michael Rand agreed with me. He's underperforming right now. Dropping footballs. It's, been and, and, and dis- I, it's
0: it's been disappointing for TJ Hawkins.
1: And though. I like TJ. Yeah. Okay, okay. Don't get into it. You can I,
0: like somebody as a person I,
1: and say they're underperforming. No, I'm talking about like I like him as a player. I don't know him as a person. Mm. I like I like I like him as a football player. I think he's one of the top seven or eight tight ends in the National Football League. But man, you gotta step up, man. You got pay and I'd say the same thing for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is going to be the highest paid wide receiver when he gets his new contract. And you know what? No question. Ball out. Yeah. Ball out. I, guys get new money and they ball out. DeVonte Adams balling out. Tyreek Hill balling out. Oh man. I mean, Devon, uh, uh um not Devontae, but Justin Jefferson once you get your new money, we can we want to continue to see the same old Justin Jefferson. TJ, you ain't the same this year, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I think over the next month plus I mean, I, I, you know, four weeks. I think it's going to be longer than four weeks before we see Justin Jefferson back. Probably. I I mean, I'm fully anticipating that this season's going to go sideways. And like you said, Let's it's going already gone sideways. Yeah, there's no incentive <laughs> for Justin Jefferson to rush back. There's no incentive for the team to rush him back. I mean, Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne are going to be your wide receivers. But that means that, to me, the focal part of the passing game has to be T.J. Hawkinson. Like, He's got to be the number one guy for Kirk Cousins. So if he's ever going to earn and the number that money, two, what's that? And the number two, number two, probably Jordan Addison. Exactly. Yo. I mean, just because he's your first round pick. KJ Osborne's a nice player, but he's just a guy compared to what you're expecting out of TJ and Jordan Addison. So that's the way that I look at it. It's an opportunity for some of these other guys. To, to step up. And, yeah, if I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm not rushing back. And if the Vikings really believe that you, know, you are going to pay Justin Jefferson, then you say, you know what, we're going to play the long game. We're not going to rush you back. Embrace the opportunity to have a season that's going to be less than stellar. Put yourself in a position to make a change in the offseason, taking a swing for a franchise quarterback.
1: I just, for, for all those people out there that felt like, well, we get just put it off. You can't put off paying him the money that he's he's absolutely The longer earning. you
0: take, yeah, the longer you well, push it off. I think the price is go up. going up. Oh, the price is going to go up every now, year.
1: Now, I know that what, I, what I'm saying is, is that in this season, before he got the hamstring last week, he was getting like 150 a week or 100 and, 125 a week or whatever. I think on the season he's got 571 yards so far this year, like, the
0: price ain't going down, people. Nah, well, think about all that TV money that's coming in next year when the salary cap goes up. You might as well just give that all to Justin Jefferson.
1: All right, coming up next, it sounds like Mike Lindell was in extreme financial trouble, and his attorneys are bailing on him. How often do you see that? We'll talk to Stephen Silton, our attorney. He joins us next year on The Lake Show.